Welcome to the Will Bradham Podcast, where crazy meets genius. Good Tuesday. Still kind of feels like a Monday, right? Morning. Welcome to the Will Bradham Podcast. As always, I am your most humble and gracious host, Will Bradham. Today, we're going to um, talk about you know, what's behind the curtain. I, I, know, I know most of y'all have probably watched... Uh, oh, and hold on one second. I'm going to take a sip of my uh, hot cup of black coffee. I like to do it like that because I know it's annoying. But we're going to talk about what's behind the curtain. And I know most of you, <clears throat> at least if you're my age, uh, remember the old Wizard of Oz movie, right? Where the wizard, you know, shows up as this, you know, big, on this big, huge screen and very terrifying, right? And then they find out that he's just this kind of weak, feeble man hide behind a, you know, big curtain and He's trying to project himself to be larger than life. <clears throat> Where have we seen that recently? Did any of you, I know we've talked about that, but I know most of us watched uh, at least some of, and if you haven't watched any of it, you've seen plenty of memes about it, uh, of Joe Biden's speech the other night. Uh, and then, you know, him just basically saying that 74 plus million Americans, I believe it's probably more because the vote totals don't show correctly. But that all these MAGA, ultra MAGA, ultra MAGA supporters are just um, terrorists. <clears throat> the narrative is starting to slip away. We've seen this in other facets, uh, mainstream media. CNN is cleaning house. And I mean cleaning house. They're getting rid of all their garbage if you want to even call them reporters, propagandist, you know, um, I can't even remember the other guy's name, but uh, Brian Stelter just got, you know, was let go a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they've had another reporter that was let go in the last, uh, or uh, again, another news anchor that was let go of uh, a week ago. Really, truthfully, the only person you got over there anymore at CNN is uh, Don Lamont. Um, and it was just a matter of time for him. You know, they cut loose Cuomo. Uh, uh, MSNBC has gotten rid of Rachel Maddow. Um, <clears throat> these people are realizing that the country is turning on them. They don't believe anything they say. And the best thing to do is to keep pointing it out that no one believes the lies that they spew. They're propagandists. They are government talking points. We saw a lot of this recently, uh, and this is going to come to light heavily very soon with big tech, you know, Facebook um, or Meta with what uh, with what Zuckerberg had to say on Joe Rogan's show. Everything's kind of coming to light. More and more people are getting what I like to call and what most people like to call red-peeled. Of course, it's when you're just being, you're given an option. Do you choose... Do you want to see what's really going on? 
or do you just want to keep living in the fantasy land? I'm not one of those people that wants to live in the fantasy land. I got red-pilled quite a long time ago. And the sad part about it is, is that, I mean, I'm a Republican. I, I vote Republican. I am a conservative. And just the lies that the Republican Party has been complicit with. You know, I've said this more times than I can care to even say it. We're in a two-party system where both parties are exactly the same. It's two sides to the same coin. They both have their agendas. And to me, when you start getting into that bureaucracy of, you know, these political hacks, their agendas are almost identical. They're going to spend your money. Now, where they spend their money is a little bit different, but they're going to spend your money. They're going to do whatever it takes to stay in power. So where does that go with behind the curtain? That, to me, is where you get the opportunity to see this is all just a bunch of bullshit. That very few people are aligned with your values all the time. If you're conservative, a handful of people in Congress, in the House and in the Senate that actually believe in conservative values, if you're liberal, there's very few of them. And, and it's not the ones that you would think. It's not AOC and the squad, Ilian Omar. No, they're all warmongers who have pushed more money to Ukraine than they want to fess up to. Light is being shed on the dark. And I've... You've heard this said before, sunshine is the best medicine. It's the best disinfectant. You know, and just like the Wizard of Oz, you know, replace the sunshine with water and, and they'll melt away. They're melting. That's what you're getting to see nowadays. It leads me to this topic right here. Does anybody remember a lady named Luana Wynn? She's a world-renowned physician, you could say. She, at one time, was the head of Planned Parenthood. Uh, Dr. Wynn uh, came out during the pandemic and was, um, uh, she is a uh, of Asian descent. I'm just going to say that because that way it maybe will help you recognize who I'm talking about. She is an Asian doctor. She's an American, but she was constantly on um, the left media, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC. That's where she lived, was on those networks. And a lockdown fanatic. I mean, if you thought Anthony Fauci was bad, which you should go watch the montage of Anthony Fauci talking about wearing masks and not wearing masks. It's hilarious. And then on lockdowns, how one station, and he'll go back on the exact same network a month later and say, uh, we should have had lockdowns. We shouldn't have had lockdowns in, in, in month timeframes, the same anchors. And you think somebody would call him out and go, dude, you just said a couple months ago that we shouldn't have had lockdowns. 
And now you're saying we should? Um, and y'all all know how I feel about a little Anthony. But so Leanna Wynn, basically, all during the pandemic, she was saying children should be wearing masks, children of two years old and up, uh, vaccinations, boosters. She came out and wrote an op-ed last week, okay? And bear in mind now, she's one of the champions of these uh, distorted uh, lockdown theorists and, and, and of the left, Granted, there are some Republicans out there that were very pro-lockdown and very pro-mask and very pro-vaccination as well. She was she was their god when it came to this. And recently, she's kind of had to backtrack everything. The reason that she backtracked everything was is that she had a child in 2020. And... And she mentions in this article that she wanted to do everything she could to keep her and her family safe. I get it. There, there's a level of safety there. And when you become a parent, you want to make sure your children are safe. Absolutely. But you can't be super duper overprotective. And I, I again, I understand. It's We were all under the guise that this was this great big boogeyman pandemic. It was not. Now she's saying, and they are going after her tooth and nail, that... The lockdowns were unnecessary. That she will no longer be masking her child. That she has got to realize that they have to live their lives. And one of the most stunning things she says in there was because she felt it affected her uh, child's verbal learning. Why? When you wear a mask, you can't read people's lips and you can't understand how they're necessarily pronunciating words or how they're speaking. A lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, Human beings since the beginning of time have learned how to speak, not just by hearing, but by visually seeing how someone's mannerisms are, how their mouth moves, um, how they speak, how they sound out the words, your enunciation. That's also verbal. That's what she said now. And they are going after her tooth and nail. Now, you know, it makes you wonder because Fauci's retiring. The CDC has now come out and said that they are going to basically clean house. That they're 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 revamping the whole entire CDC because not not only not only were they completely and utterly wrong, no one trusts them anymore. When you're wrong on such a large scale as the pandemic, could be the one thing that possibly takes down our economy. We're just now seeing it. You know, I, I talked about this a long time ago, but during the pandemic was was actually ended up being a really good year for us in business, not in the beginning because everything was shut down. And if you weren't shut down, even though we were vital or essential, um, you know, other businesses were not deemed essential. So their employees went home and we lost a lot of business for about two and a half to three months. I mean, business that we can never get, we can never make that up. That's, it would be very tough too. So, but you have to ask yourself, if you were going to just demo the United States, when I say demo, I mean, knock it down. If you were going to 
completely take out the entire country, what would you do? You got to get everybody on board. You have to get mainstream media on board. You have to get big tech on board. You have to get your health organizations on board that you control because that's where they get their money from. But then you got to be able to tell these people to push a certain narrative. You know, lockdown, mask your children, vaccinations, uh, fear and uncertainty. Make everybody go home and work from home. This is a recipe for disaster. She was very complicit in it. I think sometimes some people, eventually, if you have a conscience and you have a soul, which I don't think Anthony Fauci does, but if you have a conscience and you have a soul, you eventually realize, wow, I really, really messed up. And I think she realized that. Not only for her personal self, I mean, she's obviously realized this has been detrimental to her child. But I think she's realized it's been detrimental to the United States and to its people. I'm not saying she's a champion of the right now. She's not. No, no. You can forgive. We're never going to forget. But watching this unfold, watching your current former Vice President Joe Biden, who currently resides at the White House, watching him and his rhetoric, I, I think these are the last, last gasp of a dying movement. And I'll say it, it's the deep state. These are some evil people, and they are on both sides of the aisle. And their whole mission was control. And for most of Americans, you won't, almost wanted that control. It's almost like you wanted to live in a tyrannical dictatorship. And if you looked at the backdrop Joe Biden had the other night, they were making no bones about this. That's what it was. Control. I believe the next wave of control is going to come through food. They tried out pandemic. I think everybody's kind of done with the bullshit. Nobody, you know, nobody that I know personally is going to go take the fourth booster or the fifth booster or whatever the hell this is now. Um, just go live your life. You, you don't have to have a shot to continue living your life. I just think that's kind of silly. But it's getting an opportunity to see what they're wanting to do, and that is control. The World Economic Forum, um, even they are talking about famine. The UN is talking about famine. That's the next control, I think. That's what's behind the curtain next. Is that we're going to be told that there's going to be food shortages. We're already seeing that with potatoes, how much they've increased in price. That, you know, Stafford and I talked about it the other day on the podcast when I brought him on. As, and he is a farmer. And he's telling you, 2023 is going to be a rough year. What's behind the curtain next? Where are we going? What is going to happen next? You know, I think that 
your deep state people, your bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., there's a couple things they would like to see. I think famine would be would be one that uh, you control the food, you control the population. Period. End of story. We probably won't feel it as bad here in the States. Um, your third world countries are going to suffer and suffer greatly. And then it's going to be a, we need to suffer to lessen the suffrage of these other countries. And that's going to mean that we export a lot of our goods that we grow here uh, to other countries. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily, it, we're, we're setting the precedent when we start sending stuff over to Ukraine, you know, that, that we are supposed to be taking care of the entire world and not taking care of our citizens. It's the way I look at it. I don't think it's a bad way to look at things. You got to keep your house up before you can go take care of other people's homes, right? I mean, make sure your house is on uh, solid ground before you start building someone else's. And that's kind of the way we have to look at this now. You know, again, I had a good friend of mine said survival of the fittest. It's really going to come down to that. But famine does lead to disease. You know, it leads to major, major, major problems globally. Famine also leads to war. Famine leads to civil unrest. You're seeing that across the globe as we speak. I'll go back to Sri Lanka. I'll go back to Holland. Uh, I mean, in the Netherlands. Um, Prague had a major shift in their election process this last weekend, they elected a populace. Populists are great. Populist presidents are great. They're, they're, they're there for, you know, nationalists. They're there for national pride and, and taking care of their own. That can be manipulated by the wrong people as well. Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, Pol Pot, these people can take something as a populist movement, as a nationalist movement where you have national pride, patriotic pride in your country, and they can twist it. What's behind the curtain? What are they trying to do? Who are these people? Because every great regime is propped up by someone. Who's behind the curtain? And you have people that are out here puppeting things like Leanna Wynn, who has completely done a 180 with her whole story. And you're looking for more people to start coming forward to tell you that they were forced to lie, that they got it wrong, and now they're sorry. Um, and what are the consequences of that? Like, what should happen? You know, you can be wrong. And I've said this before. I, I wouldn't care if you came on TV and said, you know, Anthony Fauci came on there and said, look, guys and girls, I am so deeply sorry. I was wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. 
you shouldn't be allowed to be wrong and then tell everybody that you're right and you're never going to change that story, even though everything around you has changed its story and you're going to stick to your same narrative. That's when people should have a problem. And you're seeing that more and more. You know, Fauci's approval rating is in the teens. People don't like him. People like Leanna Wynn, she's going to get back some some credibility because she finally is admitting, look, I'll, you know, a lot of cases on this, I was wrong. She's not admitting all of it is wrong. But she is admitting that a good bit of this is wrong. You're starting to see doctors that were banned from everything, social media, even some of them banned from practicing medicine, are now being brought back and, and, and being told they're being exonerated. Look, you know, we were wrong about what you said. You were actually right by telling people that you could take all of these, uh, you know, vitamins and be healthy, that this didn't require um, you know, vaccinations and ventilators and remdesivir and all these other things. These doctors are being exonerated now. A lot of this has come to light. The good guys, the people that kept pushing and saying, this sucks, this stinks, this is not any good, we've all put our hands on the curtain and pulled it back to realize that there's just this feeble old man back there trying to project himself as a god and we found out he's just as weak and as flawed as anybody else. And to top it all off, he's been lying to us. And again, I use that as a metaphor. There's not just one man back there. You could put a lot of people behind that curtain. George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, George, George W. Bush. If his father was still alive, Herbert Walker. There's a lot of people that you could put behind that curtain that want to project strength and they're weak. The good news about it is there's a lot more of us than there are of them. And our opportunity to make a lot of things change is coming up in November and I can't wait. There needs to be a house clearing. And that's not just a pun. I mean, we're going to clean house. And I think that's going to swing back in our direction. I don't know about the Senate. That's one that's a little, I'm a little concerned about. If we can get the House, we can stop a lot of this. If we can get the Senate, uh, Joe Biden and his, whoever's controlling him, their agenda's over. They've done enough damage. I don't think it's, I couldn't have imagined it was this possible to do this much damage in the time frame he's been in president. I'm sorry, a residence of the White House. Checking out to see what's behind the curtain. The reason I say that is, and I want, I want each and every one of y'all to make sure that you're doing this. When you hear something on the news, hell, when you hear something out of my voice, don't take it as gospel. Go do some research on it. 
find alternative avenues to listen to the news that you're ingesting because, uh, I mean, a lot of it's bullshit. It, it's, it's not good. You know, my, my buddy said this the other day, and we've talked about this multiple times before. The invention of the, invention of the printing press changed the world. And why? Because all before that, we were told, churches, our churches told us, this is what the Bible meant, or this is what this book meant. And we just went along, this is, of course, long before our days, but we just went along because most of the population was illiterate, couldn't read, and the books weren't readily available to everyone. A dumb populace is a very docile populace. So is an unarmed populace is a very docile populace. And when the invention, of the, the invention of the printing press came along, people were able to learn on their own without outside forces telling them what they should learn. Now you got to learn what you wanted to learn. You've got so much knowledge at, the, at your fingertips, on your phone, on your um, computers, even on your TVs. I watch mainstream media every day little snippets, I try to catch the highlights, and I watch the far left, and I watch, I don't even know what you even consider the far right anymore, but um, I watch it all because I want to see the vast differences. We said this the other day on uh, on the podcast, you know, looking at Google and looking at DuckDuckGo and, and just typing in the same sentence and seeing what your results are. It's amazing. You know stuff's being censored. Pull the curtain back. Pull the curtain back just a smidge. You'll realize that things like Google are run by weak, feckless people. The same way our national media, all of our social media, is run by weak people. But they want to project that they are untouchable. And godlike. Again, go and do your research. You'll start finding out that what what's behind the curtain is not that scary. And that the more you learn and the more you research, you'll realize that they can be stopped. And how they're going to be stopped. And it's because of people like you and I that go out here and... Uh, I'm not going to say preach the gospel, but you are preaching the gospel. You're spreading it. When you hear somebody pair it up and say, oh, great, we're getting our fourth booster coming up. You can go, dude, have you not read where that doesn't work? Have you gotten COVID? You know, if you can reach one person and let them know that this isn't good for you or what you're hearing is inaccurate, you're doing God's work. Plain and simple. Guys and girls, as always, it's 27 minutes into this podcast. Um, again, I do appreciate it. I was looking at analytics again the other day, and I don't like to sit here and keep talking about numbers going up on listeners, but they're up. They're up. <laughs> uh, it's it's really cool to watch. And I, I always thought this would be something that, you know, four or five of my friends would listen to and 
almost be more cathartic for me to be able to get on here and just kind of spout off what I think because um, I, I enjoy doing that. But uh, it, it's it's really gotten kind of wild how many people are listening to this podcast now, and it's all because of you. Those of you on here have reached out to a friend and told somebody, man, you got to listen to this podcast, and I encourage you to continue to do that. If you're enjoying what I'm doing, please get out there and do that. I will never charge for this program. Um, I don't want to do a subscription. I just want to get what little bit of knowledge I have rolling around in this noggin. I'd like to be able to get it out. So, as always, I am your most uh, humble and gracious an extremely good-looking host, Will Bradham, signing off. Uh, Bye-bye.